Marketing, entrepreneurship, and all things small business. You're listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Now, here's your host, Justin Miller. We're back and and we actually missed like the we could have done some Halloween sound effects on this one. Sure, we could have. Spooky, scary. You have enough of it around here. Like we the, could have created a mood. The witch cackle or something like that. This is our uh, Halloween and seasonal promo episode. You can overdub that. Be the- <laughs> No, there is no editing on this. That's true. This is why I like doing this because there's there's no post production. It's like however it comes out at the moment, it's we're done. It's good. Yeah, it's, uh, maybe we should just stop this one right now. I don't know. Yeah, really start um, over. <laughs> it's gonna be scary one way or the other. It could be scary good. Could be scary bad. Uh, but no, I I mean Halloween's actually always been one of my favorite holidays. Um, there was a, like a three year, four year hiatus there after I had a haunted house that was shut down by the fire marshal the day before we opened that I was kind of burnt out on Halloween. Um, but I got over that and got back to my love for Halloween. Um, but we're going to talk about it as it applies to um, promotions because promotions are an interesting thing. They, you know, uh, there's a couple aspects we're going to go into. We're going to go into a little bit of the psychology on on how they work and why some people are opposed to running promotions and hopefully get you over that hurdle. And then second, we're going to go into uh, you know, what you can do and how we can use the holidays to our benefit. So it's, uh, you know, we're in quarter four pretty soon. Yes. Yes, we already are. Technically, yes. <laughs> I got to count how many months. Yes, this is month number 10. Uh, <laughs> so quarter four, uh, which means we're wrapping up the year dangerously fast. Uh, it's, it's been a bit of a whirlwind. Um, also means we're we're coming up on uh, Black Friday, which is traditionally like the retailer's holiday of the year. It's been a little goofy uh, lately and it continues to change, but uh, it's definitely one. And also, this is also a good time to, you know, thank clients. So behind the scenes, we're working on, you know, our, our second round of thank you gifts for the year. We try and do it twice a year for our top tier clients. Um, don't be offended if you don't get one. You're not in top tier. It just means you have to spend more. Um, but we're, we're going to, uh, I really wanted to get them out this month and do something Halloween themed because I love it. It's probably just, it probably didn't happen by the time you hear this, but we'll send them in November for sure before the, uh, crazy, uh, just into your holiday cards go out and they get lost in the shuffle. So yes, sending holiday cards better than nothing, but yeah, ideally you have better times of the year to actually get attention and appreciation. But Black Friday coming up. So Black Friday, as you know, Kevin, is is one of my favorites or was for running a yeah. limited time promo. Yep, that's true. Um, and I think anyone can do this. I, I really do. I don't think there's a business that can't have some sort of Black Friday promo or substitute holiday of your choice. Um, and, and one of the reasons is you really just have to have a damn reason to have a promotion. And mm-hmm. it, it only has to make like a quarter of the way logical sense. Yeah. So as we record this, I don't know, but if you know, but I think it was earlier this week that was National Sausage Pizza Day. I heard that. Yeah. So I mean, uh, Papa John's is doing app pushes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Pizza Hut and Casey's for those of you in the Midwest, and you know the excuse for a holiday, I guess. Um, True. Um, and then by the way, there's websites with all kinds of just random holidays. So if you don't want to like run Black Friday, you can run a promo literally any week of the year. You can find some way to tie it in. Yeah, I'm sure there's like National Nuts Day and you can say we're nuts for having this sale. <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff. Um, as Kevin steals all the peanuts from our lobby. Um, yeah, they're good. <laughs> there's water out there. 
There's there's a, there's bars like you know crunch bars. There's planners. It's it's very inviting to come into this office. I mean, what you didn't see is there's about sixteen hundred pieces of Halloween. Candy. Well, I did see them. I just no no no. You, I mean, they're in, oh they're like, hidden. hidden under yeah. Okay, so this the supply is, this trade show candy for the next like three trade shows. There you go. Uh, we have like it was like fifty pounds of Halloween candy delivered. I mean, I like to eat little stuff, but I figure the the nuts are probably the salted nuts are probably better for me than sixteen pieces of candy. Yeah, just I mean the mini Snickers don't have calories, so zero really is that is that a fact? Yeah. <laughs> if it's smaller than this, there's no calories. Yeah, you can eat as many as you want. Okay, uh, <laughs> that's a great way to look at it. It's like that was a, a trade show. Someone was telling me if there's you're at a, a trade show and there's like two rivers between you and something, you know, it doesn't count. So like yeah, you can eat whatever you want. Sure. Road. Yeah. Um. So let, let's talk about like why you should be running a promo right now. It doesn't matter if you're business to business or, or B2C. So th- this is another thing. A lot of people, you know, especially when we mentioned Black Friday, they think business to consumer, right? True. But business to business works just as well. I've had business owners respond to crazy promotions because bottom line, you're dealing with people either way. And also for those that had amazing years this year, guess what? They're looking for their uh, tax avoidance strategies right now. So yes. you know, what what are they going to buy that they can expense this year? Mm-hmm. And likely you have a product or service that would help them to do that and provide them a, a good return while they're at it too. So I know in the DJ business, we, d- we did Black Friday and this was, I, I don't know, now it's become like adopted nationwide, I think. But I, I, do, belie- I do believe I was one of the pioneers of doing that in that industry because uh, no one had done it before. Everyone's kind of they felt it cheapened their service or no one was going to respond. But I tell you what, we on Black Friday would sit in, when I initially did this, people had to come in. We were pretty mean to them. Uh, I would come into the office and they would be sitting in, out in the cold in front of our building, just like people at Best Buy used to do, or if you still have a Best Buy, probably do. Um, we lost ours here. <laughs> uh, and we would rake in money for a couple hours and we would go home. Now, I, I think you've repeated that. You've adapted it, right? Yeah. Um, Similar success, though? I mean, people still purchasing? They are. I don't think we're doing as much as you did at one point. But, yeah, every year there's several bookings, and um, it provides good cash flow at a time of the year where cash flow is low. Which makes no rhyme or reason why someone planning an event Mm -hmm. would buy uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, Conceivably, this is a super important thing where they've been planning forever, and that's all that matters. But... Yeah, history has shown us that, nope, the sta- the sale will even push premium customers over the hurdle of booking. True. That is true. And like you used to always tell me, it is just as much to fill the calendar and for cash flow. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, the funny thing is then later the next summer when I have to fulfill those weddings <laughs> that have already been prepaid at a discount, I'm always like, oh, this is awful. Yeah. I, I mean, so the backstory is I invented that out of necessity because, uh, November and following months were a very slow, with the exception of Christmas, were a very slow time of year for us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had overhead to cover. So we're like, well, we can, you know, finance our bills elsewhere or let the customers do it for us and give them a deal. So we gave them a deal. Um, I, I don't really like need that strategy now, but we're still going to do it because, hey, making sales is good. Yeah. Um, especially if you have capacity. Obviously, your world's a little bit different than mine. Yeah, we have different capacity constraints. Um, and every business does, by the way. But people just need some reason to go over that hump and buy. And yes, we give we give good deals. I mean, legitimately, they were good deals. They mm-hmm. weren't they weren't going to get them any other time of year. Um, and there was some excitement, some buzz about it. 
the neat part though is yeah we would have a couple of dirt cheap offers just like the retail stores would but people would come in and buy the premium versions i mean they, yep. they didn't they didn't all just flock in and buy the dirt cheap one and leave if it was mm-hmm. sold out yeah that's true um we sold high-end services yeah at, at a discount um but it worked and uh you really need right now to start thinking about how to do that. If you want to do Black Friday, you know, it's a great place to start, but you only have a matter of weeks to pull it off. True. Um, probably doing it any manner is better than not. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't care if you just send an email out one time and that's that. I mean, that's better than not doing it. But ideally, you put a real marketing campaign behind whatever your promotion is and it's thought out in advance I realize doesn't always happen in entrepreneur world. You know, we're busy with a lot of things. I, I get it. I am here too. This is why this podcast may or may not be releasing, you know, within a day or two of Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> um, but ultimately, you know, you need to plan it out. It's ideal if you have multimedia to promote it, meaning email, direct mail, text messaging, whatever you have permission to use and you can hit your clients with, I would absolutely do it. So last time you ran this sale, you know, which, which methods did you use to promote? So we didn't do it last year because of the pandemic, which I probably should have. Um, the year before, we did uh, email. Yep. We had permission to text most of those brides. Um, and then we also tried, it didn't work as well as I thought it would. We also sent specific, I found some of my vendors, like the hotels or things, places that yeah. that we really got referred a lot. And I gave them marketing pieces that that were very clear that it made it look like the hotel was was involved with it or the the venue and then the bride felt like the venue had such a good relationship with me that i offered their client a discount and i thought it might i thought it might work but i don't also know how the follow-through was from the venue so i don't know if they didn't follow because i didn't get anyone that used it that came in because i did a different offer but maybe i'll try that again this year to do work with three or four different vendors but it didn't work as well as I thought it would, but I don't, even if it didn't work and they handed it out, it's still exposure. Yeah. So, I mean, for people that aren't familiar with the industry, so, you know, Kevin and the majority of the people referring his business are probably business owners. Mm-hmm. When we go to the venues, you know, they're a larger organization, a hotel or a conference center or something. And we're dealing with the frontline sales rep who is not an entrepreneur, which may have been one of the reasons that was a little more challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't, well, you probably could have directly incentivized them, but I'm guessing you did it. I didn't, but you're right. I could have. Um, so some bribes might have helped. <laughs> well, because I'm not. I, I I'm almost sure that on any of those venues, I'm not the only preferred vendor sure. who's a DJ or a photo booth. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're just referring people that they know they're not going to be trouble with. Yeah, there are a couple of venues who are like, "You are a guy. We're only going to refer you." But that's not everyone. Yeah, and the, and something like this is time sensitive too, which you know. Might, they got their own priorities. For I know day, you're busy so. and all, but could you help me make some money? Yeah, yeah. So uh, overall, I mean, we'll talk about you know, referral marketing because it's you know a huge strategy and um, likely it'll be one of the close upcoming episodes because it's a major part of what we do. People for even direct mail, um, the vast majority of the mail that goes out of our fulfillment center here is for referral marketing. Uh, that being said, though, it, it would be a, a tough road on a tight timeline to do a promotion. Um, to go through a third party and get it there, unless you're doing like a affiliate type email thing or an all mm-hmm. online thing. But again, you have to be dealing with entrepreneurs that are motivated and incentivized properly. Um, so if this is your first time considering any sort of uh, limited time promo, holidays time specific, yeah, I probably wouldn't add that level of complexity to it yet. 
um, unless you have a ton of time to work on it. Um, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the reasons that businesses avoid time-sensitive offers. And uh, bottom line, hopefully I'm going to convince you that it's all bull honky and you should do it anyway. And now, now, back to the Profit 911 podcast with your host, Justin Miller. All right, we're back. We are talking how to use limited time promos or holiday offers in just about any business you can imagine. And it was funny. I was thinking while we were at break, I actually had an email from a uh, equipment supplier for our, our mail center that they sent out a time sensitive offer that was like, put in an order of 250 bucks, get a $25 Amazon gift card. And I was thinking to myself, I actually went to their website and started browsing to see if I needed anything, mm -hmm. which in retrospect, probably pretty dumb, but it, you know, <laughs> it makes the point. You know, if I can spend a certain amount, I can get this. I mean, the credit cards play this game too, right? Sure. You know, if you hit a certain threshold, you, you get points or miles or something, I more Delta miles than I know what to do with right now. Um, but we get upgrades. So uh, let's talk about reasons business owners are completely averse to running limited time offers. You, you have any that jump at you when you first maybe heard about, you know, some of the things I had done and you thought, you know, this guy's nuts. Uh, <laughs> well, initially I thought, how can, I mean, how can I execute this? What's the roadmap to do it correctly? Is they, maybe they don't feel like they know how to do it. Yeah. From a, a ta well, tactical standpoint, it's a, yeah, a completely different beast. Um, thankfully there's companies that can help you, but <laughs> But that, uh, that's not my intent uh, uh, on this one. But thanks for the layup. Um, yeah, you, you could outsource the extra promotion creation. But, I mean, do what, whatever you're familiar with. So if you are if you have MailChimp and you can email, just do that. Um, don't overcomplicate this thing. Uh, the more you put in, the more you get out of it. So I think in the previous company, the last time I did a massive promo, we had multiple direct mail pieces, multiple emails, text messaging. We did outbound calls to invite people to register for the sale, not even buy. Mm. Um, and, and it was quite an ordeal. Uh, but don't let that hold you up. Um, don't let all that work hold you up. No, no, well, no, just don't do it. Just pick one or two things and just do that. Well, I think that maybe the overwhelm of what to choose to do sometimes makes you less tactical when you don't know where to start. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you do what you can. Um, what to sell, what to discount, how to not, you know, get, give away the farm, I think. So are you in a, I, if I, if I, just from based on what I saw you do, you're not necessarily a fan of just a flat discount across the board. It's picking specific offerings that you have and giving a good deal or something that's memorable on that. Instead of saying 12% off everything like Menards, yeah, get a so, rebate. Yeah, it, you know. That's exactly what I was going to say. So in the Midwest, uh, you know, Menards has been running their 11% rebate forever now. Mm -hmm. I, and everyone just assumes it's there at this point. I'm, I'm yeah. surprised if it's not, it's been over <laughs> a year. How'd they do it? Um, I don't think that causes people to shop though. Mm. Like, oh, I get a discount for something that well, no, I may yeah. not be buying. But I didn't run down to the store to go get anything because, no. because the 11% off rebate sales there. Mm. Now, this is the opposite of going through, you know, the, the sun, I'm going to date myself a little bit, I guess, the Sunday ads and, you know, you look for the couple of items and you're actively shopping, which is different. It's funny that you say that because people, you're right, that seems to date you. But coming up here in a, in a month, what is everyone going to do on Thanksgiving night? Yep. They're going to go through the mountain of, of newspaper ads and see what they can do. I don't, I mean, again, I don't go out on Black Friday anymore because I do everything from my phone, but my wife still has this thing where she 
some years is like, I, yeah, let's go out. Let's I just like to get out amongst the people. Yeah, she's got you a bit, bit of a tradition at this point. I mean, the, yeah, a family the, thing. That, re- retail holidays. Yeah, if you're listening in your retail, you have it tougher than anyone. But retail holidays have become tough because we're we're very well aware of what things costs and what the maximum discount is, and, mm-hmm. and figure out a way to get it online now. Um, it's much better in a service industry where the price is a bit ambiguous already. Uh, you're not like in direct competition necessarily, or you can't compare apples to apples. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives you a lot more, you know, price elasticity, but also allows you to sell more. Um, as Kennedy would say, sell in a vacuum because other people aren't selling the same thing you are. And if they are, you better start renaming stuff to make it sound unique. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't like, you know, flat rate discount. I don't think that pushes people. I want people actively involved in the process. I want them thinking about how they could use certain products or services you offer rather than, you know, just a a limited time percentage off may push someone over the hump that was already 90% predisposed to buying from you. Mm -hmm. But I think we can get another 10 or 20% of people that, you know, we tie them up in the process now and they're looking at it and they're shopping and trying to figure out you know, how can I use this? So this is like, you know, you're walking through a store and something's on an end cap and it's dirt cheap. You didn't really need it. You weren't looking for it. But now you're thinking, yeah, how, how could I use that? How could I use that? Maybe I do want that. Yeah. Well, I mean, even for us, I mean, initially, like year two or three of the Black Friday sale, I found that because I got better at it, I was then also selling DJ and photo booth combos at a disc. I mean, like uh, people, yeah. you were working people up the ladder and my sales were, even despite the discount, I was still doing better than if I just sold them the DJ at full price. You know, so I mean. The, well, let's let's talk about that. So maybe you don't even discount. So here, yeah, a lot of people have a hold up with just discounting in general. So maybe we don't discount, but we offer bonuses at certain yeah. tiers. Yeah. Yeah, we, I just placed an order with Uline an hour ago. Everyone knows who Uline is. It's in business because they get the damn catalogs that reproduce around the office. <laughs> I swear, I recycle those things every day, but we still order from them. Um, and they have, you know, gifts with purchase at different price mm-hmm. points. Yeah. You spend this much, you get, uh, I don't know, a pocket knife. You spend this much, you get a ping pong set. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I'm I'm always like actively shopping on that list. If I have a decent sized sure. order, I'm, yeah. I make sure to go look and see what bonus I can get. Now, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm 200 bucks off a level, okay, well, what else can we you know put in inventory right now that we'll eventually use? I wasn't actively buying that, um, but yeah, we push that in now. Now you team that up with a year end sale where you know people can write things off. Not saying you can write off inventory because you can't, but. Yeah, uh, there's certainly uh, services can be consumed, and you know there's expensed items that you can have, um, you know, and that's the same with you know, the credit card point game too. We've had people dump in large orders at the end of the year just because they wanted to hit their credit card point quota for their status or whatever. Yeah, I mean people do things that are not logical. You know, if people were logical, things would be a lot easier in some regards, <laughs> a lot harder when it comes to sales. Um, we're not, we're, we're emotional beings. So we, we do dumb stuff. Uh, you know, that, that those two points per dollar or whatever can sway everyone. So yeah, you could do bonuses. Um, trying to think why, why else other people wouldn't do it besides, yeah, the burden of actually running the promotion, how to technologically pull it off. You know, what should I offer? Uh, people may not think that people are going to buy based on that, but honestly, you don't know until you do it and you'll be surprised. You're going to, you're going to get some low hanging fruit regardless. I always found that it was would be brides or brides moms who 
they were so close. And then usually it would, if it was executed right, all you needed to do is say, if you call me on Saturday, it's going to be full price. So yeah. you need to call me on Friday. And that would almost always work because I didn't ever do it the way you did. I just had him call me. I didn't I'm like, I'm not getting, I'm not going to the office. You were meeting me. I'm not going to the office. You can just, you can just, now I don't even, now they can, they can FaceTime me or they can Zoom me. I don't even oh, yeah. have to like see them in person, you know, forget meeting for coffee at Starbucks. Just hit me up on your phone. Um, but if you, if you lay it out right and they see value to it, whatever discount you're giving or whatever bonuses you give, I always found it was super easy to say, well, you know, tomorrow, you can call me tomorrow, but I'll be glad to charge you full price, you know, in, in a nice way. Well, yeah, and uh, you have to mean it too, by the way. Yes. Uh, they'll sense if you're bullshitting up. Yes, true. Um, so that's that's important. I've always, And sometimes you'll lose the sale afterwards because they didn't do it and mm -hmm. they had whatever excuse and they came to you and then they're mad that they can't get their way. You know, that's, that's your call. Um, usually I'm pretty strict on those. Not everyone is. I, yeah, at that point it's, you know, we're well, setting we're I setting would, up the relationship wrong if we give in. And right you're there. also set, you, well, then you're setting the precedence for somebody who knows them who's getting married later. Well, you did it for my friend last year. Well, you, what answer do? Because then you're, you're in a no-win situation. You can't come back from no no picking and choosing who you're going to be nice to. <laughs> no, that's that's actually our next episode is uh, talking about firing clients. Mm -hmm. So that that'll be a fun one. Because um, we just had to do it. And I mean, the client time. isn't always right. What? <laughs> Uh, no, no. Even if they we need a like a breaking news sounder. <laughs> even if they have a okay, that'll be on you to get that in the board. Before. <laughs> even if they have a lot of money, they're not always right. Sometimes more so, actually. <laughs> uh huh. Um, let's see. We talked about bonus versus discount. Not looking cheap. Yeah. I mean, don't let don't let yourself or technology get in the way of running a promo. And it, and again, I'm I'm assuming I'm speaking to a lot of people that are professional service providers that have never even considered this or think that, you know, they're banned from even doing so in their industry. You know, there's, there's some way to do it. Uh, even if your bonus is as simple as offering some consulting time on whatever you do, uh, something that's of value, preferably that doesn't actually cost you a lot. So discounting is the most expensive thing we can do. It is an effective tool, so it should be considered. Um, but also it's money straight off the bottom line, right? And then that's the hardest thing to get someone's mind over, uh, especially if they may have capacity constraints. I mean, I was, uh, give you an example of, you know, promotion. So uh, there's a car wash here in Moline that's, you know, a tunnel wash and they got their memberships, right? So all the car washes are moving over to those membership models. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have it, of course. And for the longest time since this thing opened, I've been like, why the hell, when I go and it scans my little tag, does it not try and upsell me? Mm. So I'm on the cheap package. Well, maybe today I need like the fancy yep. home shield, tire shine, whatever the sure, hell it is. Yeah. Undercarriage wash. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I know as a marketer that if they did that, they're probably actually even going to make more than me moving up in membership level. True. Because I'm invested in this. So this is, you know, adding on. So the, the pitch on this obviously is it's cheap. Like mm -hmm. the, the base package, fairly cheap. You use it a few times a month, you're out ahead. Um, but they could add things on. Now, the neat part is this car wash was recently acquired. This would be funny if the owner actually hears this. Uh, <laughs> the car wash was recently acquired by a larger chain that has, it appears, like 40 locations. Okay. So they did a complete rebrand. They ripped out all the uh, sales systems and check-in systems, put in new tags, new RFIDs, and they, they did a couple of things that I thought were interesting. So first off... 
They didn't roll over the memberships of, of all these people that had memberships. Mm. They re-signed you up. Okay. So they had people there and re-signed you up, which is pretty dumb. Now, how many people are not going to come through and sign up again? We made them choose whether or not they're continuing. Yes. So I'm sure there was a reason. I'm sure something to do with their merchant account or whatever, but they probably should have figured that out. Uh, second thing is they signed up on an intro promo. So I'm already a paying member. I just wanted to scan my tag and go through. But now they want me to come in, pick a new plan or not, and get a you know two or four weeks or whatever for a penny. I'm like, okay, well, we left even more money on the table. So we didn't roll over, mm-hmm. which means we have a time period where we don't have revenue Yep. Uh, until I come back again. And then now you have me in at a penny when I was already paying 30, 40 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Um, what this has to do with our topic, I don't know, but there's a lesson here too. <laughs> okay, so we, we do this dumb promo where everyone basically gets a, a month discount. And maybe it was so they didn't realize that their other month expired sooner or something. I'm, again, I'm sure there's a reason. But they put all this new POS system in, and then I pull up. You know, The reps aren't standing by the computers anymore. They must have figured they got everyone re-enrolled, which is wrong, of course. But um, I pull up, and it scans my tag. What happens? Gate lifts and says, pull forward. I'm like, oh, no. I thought for sure this larger entity that has 40 locations has figured out that they're leaving hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table and Uh that this new system was going to be able to do it, and that's why we bothered putting in new touchscreens. Nope. Didn't ask me. Didn't try and upsell me to the next plan. Just put me on my merry little way. So car wash owners, if you're listening, I just made you 100 grand this year. Money on the I, table. I'm sure there's some stupid reason, but they, you know, maybe they're worried about a charge back for the three dollar upcharge on the card or something. I, you know, you just lose the charge back. That's fine. But well, the <laughs> I mean, the answer is always no if you don't ask. <laughs> I mean, so you're right. I agree with 100. I wouldn't, and I would have never thought about that because, although I did when I bought a new car recently, because I've always had used cars, so I would wash them like only three times a year because of five, six. <laughs> now that I've got a brand new car, I wash it like once a week and yeah. I'm looking for, I can't find a place in Davenport that has a, a plan like that where it's, I can just pay 40 bucks and wash it every day if I want. I may be yeah. coming to Moline. Yeah, Especially like, since I know they'll never try I'm to sure upcharge exists, me. But yeah, you tell me if they, if they try and upcharge you. Um, they don't want my oh, money. I, and no one's, so, so the first version, right, was like the human beings out there interacting. So some of the car washes had that initially and they, those guys had a little bit of commission, so they actually were incentivized to upcharge yeah. Now we put the machine to replace them, which is fine. Um, but the machine's not going to get offended if I hit no. <laughs> yes, exactly. And there's no incentive to work any harder to try to change that to a yes. So as you run your promote here, we're going to tie this back in. It's going to be really loose. But as you run your promotion, make sure that you're upselling as well. Because even though we're giving some sort of discount or promotion or bonus, uh, there still is money on the table after someone's purchase to give them another decision to spend more. And and, and confirm that because I, that was one of the hardest things I had to learn after I bought your business was I was afraid to upsell people. I felt like because the because the prices were higher than most other DJs, I felt like once I sold them, I didn't... Once I... You yelled at me a couple times. Once I started actually physically upselling, the upsell rate was like 60%. Yeah. Well, and it was crazy. And to make you feel better. So in my current business here, I actually had a client that they signed on to one of our kind of our all-inclusive retainer type deals. And know, maybe two or three weeks after they emailed me and said, hey, why didn't you try and sell me anything else? Like, you know, you, you and I both know I'm more predisposed to buying right <laughs> after I buy. I'm like, yeah, point, point taken. So nice. 
you know, you put something in place. It's better than nothing. You continue to improve. Everyone does. And, uh, you know, listen to what I say and don't watch what I do sometimes because <laughs> we're, we're all in this together. I, I'm an entrepreneur just like everyone else, and we have the same struggles. But I can tell you that doing these things is better than not. So we are out of time. We went over. Coming up next week, well, or next two weeks, we're going to do two-week schedules here. We're going to talk about firing clients, which is stressful, fun, bit of a power trip because usually the client's arrogant and trying to be on a power trip. But uh, we'll talk about how to do that without creating too much ripple effect and uh, when you can should consider doing so. So have a happy Halloween. Start thinking of your end-of-year sales, and we'll see you next episode. Thanks for listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave your comments. For more information on how Profit 911 Consulting can help grow your service business, visit Profit911.biz.